Hello, this is Robert Barge. Welcome to Redemption's Table, where every week we will gather around this table with a special guest to explore the most appetizing ingredient in this menu called life, redemption. I believe in redemption. I believe everybody hungers for redemption, everybody. And the truth is, redemption is all around us every day. It is a recipe that God the Creator sets before us every single moment of our lives. Unfortunately, so much emphasis is placed upon the bad, many have difficulty seeing, experiencing, and tasting the good. So I'm setting out on a journey, going table to conversation, to accentuate the reality of redemption in the lives of everyday people like you and me. A reality that, I believe, finds its ultimate expression in Jesus of Nazareth, who is the not-so-secret ingredient to the redemption we all seek. So, come hungry, join the meal, because Party of Redemption, your table is now ready. Well, there you are, and welcome back to the table for another one of our signature appetizer episodes. This is where I take one of my favorite words and riff. At least, that would be what you would call it if I were a musician. And since riff sounds better than talk, we'll stick with riff. Now, hopefully, something will be said in these next few moments to spark your own thoughts. And there's a bonus today. Somewhere in the midst of this podcast, I'll share how you could win a Starbucks gift card. Good for at least a couple of pumpkin spice lattes or any other Starbucks beverage you prefer. So there's that. Today's word is equinox. You could also say it equinox. Equinox, equinox. Equinox happens twice a year, in the spring and in the fall. We just celebrated autumn equinox back on Wednesday, September the 22nd, three weeks ago. That was also the day we released a wonderful conversation with Dr. Dick Foth. And if you haven't listened to that episode yet entitled Come to the Table, I encourage you to go back and give it a listen because it is one of my favorite conversations we have ever had on this podcast. Now, I love all the seasons, but I think fall is my favorite. And back on that beautiful afternoon three weeks ago, September 22nd, I was sitting outside for a late lunch at my favorite local taco place, Taco Mama. Several locations around the Birmingham, Alabama area where they originated. Now they're throughout Alabama, Montgomery, Mobile, Huntsville, Madison. There's also one up in Nashville, Tennessee. Although if I'm in Nashville, I would go to Ladybird Tacos. And there's also a few Taco Mamas in North Carolina. It's good stuff. Great guacamole. Anyway, I'm sitting outside on that beautiful fall afternoon, early fall afternoon. There was a hint of fall in the air. And my server in conversation said, I don't know who chose this day as the first day of fall, but they definitely picked a good day for it. (laughs) That's what she said. And I just smiled. Didn't say a word. Actually refrained from comment other than agreeing with her. I was smiling on the outside. I was chuckling internally. Some innocent wonder just can't be improved on. It was classic. Hello, fall. I love all the four seasons, but I have a special fondness for only autumn. Just a season of pumpkin spice and crisp weather and logs on the fire and hay rides and postseason baseball and the trees. It's like our creator artist drags every leaf across the palette of color to catch our breath and wonder. 
And when we let it out, we can actually see the cloud of glory from our lungs because the air is so cool. So it's early autumn now, just three weeks past Equinox. And I'd like to buy a few listeners a cup of Starbucks. Here's how you could qualify. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a minute or two to leave a review. That's a rating of one five stars. We hope it's five stars, but be honest. If it's three stars, it's three stars. We're not going to we're not going to disqualify you if you give a bad review. Uh, rate us and then give a written review. In the world of social media, this really simple act helps other people discover the podcast. In the first five reviews between now and next week, October 20th, you'll receive a $10 Starbucks gift card. And just so we know where to send the gift card, if you will copy and paste your review and also post it on our website on today's episode at redemptionstable.com. Now, hopefully, that's simple enough. Now, back to Equinox. Webster's second definition of this word says this. It says, either of the two times each year, as about March 21st and September 23rd, when the sun crosses the equator and day and night are everywhere on earth of approximately equal length. I just like that last statement. Day and night are everywhere on earth of approximately equal length. That fills me with wonder. Everyone, everywhere, enjoys same length of day, same length of night. The daytime is as long as the nighttime. The nighttime is as short as the daytime. It reminds me of something Jesus said. So the last will be first, and the first will be last. Matthew chapter 20, verse 16. That came, by the way, at the end of one of Jesus' parables, one of his stories. The story is about workers in the field. Some are hired early to go to the field, go to work at 6 a.m. They're hired by the owner of the field. Others don't get hired until 9 a.m., still others at 12 noon, and so forth and so on, until there are a few people in that field who didn't get called, didn't get hired until 5 p.m., an hour before quitting time. They work one hour. And by the way, there's no agreement made as to how much they will receive for their one hour of work. So they work one hour compared to those hired around 9 a.m. who have now worked nine hours. However, their work contract simply said, whatever is right, I will give you. And they agreed, said, okay. We trust you to be fair. And off to work they go. So you have one-hour folks, six-hour folks, nine-hour crew, and then you have some who went to work at 6 a.m. They've been in that field for 12 hours. They agreed to work for one denarius for the entire day. So 6 p.m. rolls around, quitting time. It's 6 o'clock somewhere, and the owner of the field does something unusual. He tells his foreman, Line up the workers in reverse order. Pay the 5 o'clock p.m. bunch first, etc., etc., all the way down to the 6 o'clock a.m. crew who've put in 12 full hours all day long. If this happened on spring equinox or fall equinox, you're talking sunrise to sundown, literally. He reverses the order of payment. He puts the five o'clockers at the front of the line, and he pays them one denarius. 
one denarius for one hour's work. Talk about grace. Talk about crazy. That's five o'clock grace. All the others are paid in the story. Nobody says a word. They're all happy with their paychecks. Until you get to the all-day suckers. My hat's off to Stevie Wonder and songs in the key of life. The 12-hour, all-day-long bunch has watched all of this unfold, and they calculate, and they assume, oh, we agreed to work for one denarius, but surely we'll get paid more, we'll get special treatment, because we have borne the burden of the day. They step up to the paymaster, and they receive what they have have expected all day long, one denarius, and they come unglued. They blow up. They're ready to flip some tables. Because, hey, Jesus did it, you know? (laughs) They think they are due special privilege. One of them says something to the owner, and the owner replies to him and says, Friend, I am doing you no, no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first, and the first last. Now one simple interpretation and conclusion to Jesus' story is this. You follow Jesus, you trust God, you surrender to Him, you'll receive an eternal relationship. You'll receive abundant life. You'll receive living water. You'll never lack for water. You'll receive a place at the table in the presence of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit forever. Nobody will be looking at your pay stub or time card to see if you earn your way in the door because you can't earn your way in the door. It's a free gift you receive through surrender and trust. So the last will be first and the first will be last. In a foot race, that would be called a tie, not a participation trophy, <laughs> a legitimate grace-lavished tie. First to last, last first, day, night, night, day, everywhere on the earth, equal in length, equinox. There's the idea here of this great leveling or great balancing. Equinox. The stereo of this planet is perfectly blended with equal parts treble and bass for the song of the day. Equinox. Now, it's possible that someone listening to this podcast has never heard their favorite music any other way than by MP3. So you missed out on compact disc, Walkmans, cassettes, didn't really miss anything there, eight tracks, Phonograph albums. You also missed out on purchasing a stereo sound system that equaled a few house payments. But there's a reason albums have made a comeback. Amazingly enough, there are some things that haven't been perfected through time, and the way we listen to music is one of them. Now, when I think of those stereo systems of yesterday with the various dials and selections to be considered, More bass, less treble, faders, automatic sound levelers that adjust to whatever's going on around you. It's really mind-blowing. There's so much to consider. The same could be said of our lives. At times, we're inundated with so many decisions 
some which are even necessary, we find it hard to listen to the moment. So let me ask you this question. What are the leveling points in your life? If your life was a meter between two extremes, like base or treble, cold or hot, winter or summer, apathetic or passionate, past or future, what are your two extremes? What are the two extremes of your life? What are the two extremes of your season? We're all in a season right now, still. The past 18 months has been a season all its own. For the past 10 years, if I had to answer my own question, for the past 10 years, there have been two words, two terms that have risen to the surface. I feel like they have been chosen for me as I entered my second half of life. My life seems forevermore intended to be lived out on the field between these two goalposts, these two extremes, almost as if Jesus came to me with a cassette tape or a phonograph record and said, Robert, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to accentuate brokenness and redemption. Your mission is to assist others in recognizing their brokenness, not just the world's brokenness, their brokenness and my Father's incredible redemption, which may or may not have yet begun to unfold in their lives. This message will self-destruct in 10 seconds. Do you get the idea? You're listening to one half of this mission, Redemption's Table. I love a good redemption story. It's my favorite genre of movie. It's my favorite scene in the movie. If the story has a moment like that in it, I choke up. Tears well up in my eyes. Whether it's Bonanza or Ted Lasso, Tom Hanks or Denzel Washington, those are the moments that get me because they ring true. Because they represent something beautiful I've already seen or something beautiful that's yet to come. As I say every week in the opening, everybody hungers for redemption. Everybody. So redemption is the summer part of my meter, and brokenness is the winter. I occasionally lead a midweek worship gathering called Broken, Broken Worship Gathering. Broken is who we all are, but it's not all we are. We just launched a special five-night event last night called Crazy Jesus. Crazy Jesus. Those two words together don't create some measure of internal dissonance within you. Let me just say they probably should. Back to the winter side of my equinox. Broken. I identify with that word. I have lived that word. I know what it is to have my story take a sudden turn that I did not see coming that changed my life. I know what it is to be on mission when the airplane suddenly malfunctions at 36,000 feet and neither Denzel nor Hanks were anywhere to be found. Jesus was there and that was enough. But I will tell you, when you're living through the crisis, there are a lot of times when it doesn't seem like he's there. That's where faith comes in. Because he is there. Because of that, because of that broken part of my journey, I identify with those who are freshly exposed to the frostbite 
of what it means to live in a broken world, what at times can be even a cold, cruel world. I identify with broken, and I identify with redemption. And those are the two extremes of my equinox. I think sometimes some of my friends wish I would accentuate the positive. But just as in stereo, what is the treble without the bass? What is the summer without the winter? What is the ocean without the glacier? I want to be all about that bass and the treble. Because to that, I am called. Not too long ago, I was in a messenger conversation with a friend, and I spontaneously responded with this thought. And I bring us towards a close with this. I wrote, We are sailing the seas of God somewhere between broken and redemption, always redeemed, but always mindful of the truth we live in a broken world. One day, my meter between those two extremes is going to crash right through a glass darkly. 1 Corinthians 13, we see through a glass darkly. That describes the veil between this world, earth, and the world to come, heaven. Between the incomplete and the complete. Between now and forever. I'm ready for my equinox to be perfectly fixed. And the splendor and coolness of autumn sounds like just the place to set the thermostat. Well, don't forget, if you write a review, there might be a pumpkin spice latte on the house, on the table. And who knows, there might be even some five o'clock Starbucks coming your way if you're not one of the first five. Until next time. This is Robert Barge, and we'll see you at the table. Bye.